the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jesus is the king of the sea and the king in the fish kingdom. That is Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. And as a reminder, you can always turn into the live worship service held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You're most welcome to be our guest, either online or in person. Today on Reaching Your Heart, Pastor Michael Oxentenko will conclude a message he entitles, The Fish Kingdom. That's The Fish Kingdom. And remember, any of these messages that you hear, if you miss any part of them, You can usually find them online at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Thank you for listening today. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenko. You have to reach out to the fish, and sometimes you have to go way down to get them. Now, you want to get deep God's way? You've got to go way down to get the fish. There are people who live in the deepest holes. There are people who live in the lowest spot on planet Earth, like the Dead Sea. There are people whose lives are so miserable, if you knew it, it would horrify you to know that that person living next to you has family issues, tragedies going on in their life that has broken their very spirit. And maybe that person's you. Maybe you're the person who's been there. There are people who live in the deepest holes, the most miserable pits, and if someone doesn't go down deep to where they live, they won't come up for life. Friends, reaching people for Jesus Christ means reaching down to them deep. When they're knocked down, when they live in one of those pits that's really hard to climb out of, Jesus tells the church, he told Peter to put his net in the deep and go deep. Go deep. I want to go deep for people. I don't want to be irrelevant to their needs. Everyone who wants to think a deep thought these days and look smart like a theologian, I'm not in that camp. If you want to go deep, reach down to someone who can't reach up to God. Or to you, and you've gone deep. You've made a difference. That's what matters. Luke 5, 5, and Simon answered, Master. I like that. He didn't say, you know, teacher here. Master. Now, a master is someone who's in charge of your life. Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but after your word, I will let down the nets. Now, human thought at its best is not very deep as far as God is concerned. Philosopher kings in this world are kind of like ignoramuses as far as God is concerned. Jesus' word, though, is deep. Did you hear me? The words of Christ are deep, profound. And if I want to study the mind of God, I want to listen to Jesus in my life. Jesus' love for people is deep and profound. And the mission of the church, friend, is an expansion of the deep will of God to reach the lost who are lost in the deep, dark sea of the world. Peter said, listen, I worked all night, and that's the time when you catch fish. I'm an expert at catching fish. I've been here all my life. I mean, in fact, we know Peter did this because they have actually excavated the place where Peter lived. They have found Peter's house. Did you know that? They found fish hooks in the floor. 
It was turned into a church and some of the graffiti of fishing boats and stuff was found on the plaster. It goes back to the time of Peter. We know Peter was really there. Jesus was in that house and healed Peter's mother. So Peter said, look, I'm an expert at fishing. To himself, I'm an expert at fishing. Fish don't bite in the day. And old salts know that you don't catch fish when the sun is burning over your head. You fish at night on the Sea of Galilee. But Peter said, but. The but means who cares what people know? Who cares what people say or think? Who cares what the experts say? And what does experience matter? And what do I think also doesn't matter because Jesus is speaking to me. He is telling me something I need to hear. It makes no sense to men or to me, but at your word, I will let the nets down in the middle of the day. The church today needs to obey the word of God and let their nets down. The church needs to obey the word of God and let the nets down. The church today needs to stop listening to experts and church growth who turn the church into a rock and roll fest, a social movement rather than a spiritual revival that creates real godliness. The church today needs to listen to the word of God. Our only claim to authority is this book. Our only right to administer truth is through this book. We are either the people of the word of God or we are not God's people. Catching fish means obeying the word of God so you can share the word of God and cooperate in power for the helping of men and women who are broken in this world. Peter says it makes no sense, but at your word, I will let the nets down. You would not naturally expect to catch fish Jesus' way. Jesus' way doesn't make any sense. Jesus' way is not the smart way that Peter was used to all his life and he learned from others. Jesus' way required Peter to go against his best judgment Trust the word of God as the power of God to catch fish. Jesus' way always brings the unexpected catch that fills the fish kingdom from the deep. The fish you would never catch, you catch Jesus' way. Because Jesus' word causes fish to be caught when nothing else can work. The power to fill the fish kingdom net is in his word, not our methods, not our brilliance, not our culture, not our church. It is the word of God. Peter put out into the deep and let down the net. Obey the words. Look at Luke 5, 6, and 7. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish as their nets were breaking. They beckoned to the partners in the other boat to come up and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Now in the story, one boat is not enough for the catch of fish. It takes two boats. It takes more than one boat. When churches grow God's way, they fill their boat. In other words, the church grows. And then they call to other boats so they can fill them with fish too. They help other churches grow. They're in the business of planting churches. Healthy churches plant churches and they spread the word of God far and near. They don't just build up, they build out and they affect their community globally. Jesus' word produced a catch that was too large for one boat to hold. In fact, it was too large for two boats to hold. In the story, Peter is not a superstar who does all the work for himself. You don't find Peter saying, well, here's the net. I'm mighty Peter. I'm just pulling the net in myself. There's no way he could have caught those fish by being the one person fishing in the church. Gospel work, friend, is collaborative work in the fish kingdom enterprise. If you have a hard time working with others, you need to submit to the word of God. Some people will never work with others in the church because they're arrogant. He said, no, is that possible? Yes, it's possible. I've seen it. Some people would never work with people in church because they're narcissistic. They want to be the person that's always looked at, they're the most important. But the quiet person who works for the sake of the body, who is collaborative, that person makes a difference 
Peter couldn't do this on his own. They were working together to get the fish out of the sea. If you have a hard time working with others because you think you're so important and so smart and the rest, you need to submit to the word of God and share the work with others and be a humble servant of Christ. Jesus said, if you agree, it will be done for you. In other words, if we have unity and we agree, we're not fighting in the church, God will do extraordinary things for us. Peter told Jesus that at your word, I will lower the nets. The Greek says literally, I will slacken the nets. For Peter to catch fish, he had to let go of the net and trust the word of God as it fell into the deep where the fish were. He couldn't manage the net. He couldn't fill the net at the same time. So he let go of the net. He released it and it went where the fish were. Luke 5, 8. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, you know, I like this picture. He fell down where? At Jesus' what? Knees. If you've got to fall in life, fall at Jesus' knees. Some people say, well, you know, I fell last week. Fall at Jesus' knees. If you fail, fall at Jesus' knees. Because that's the place you need to be when you're struggling with your sin. Saying, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Now, he says something right here. The first part's not all that good. But he says, Lord. You don't depart from your Lord unless he tells you to. So he falls at Jesus' knees. Depart from me. I'm sinful man, O Lord. Peter's response is the right response. He fell down at Jesus' knees and admitted that he was a sinner unworthy of the Lord's mercy. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. If we have this high view of ourselves, we need to be brought down low and humbled. You can't become a fisher of men unless you fall on your knees at Jesus' knees, who has the dominion over the fish, who's the king. So he says, Lord... Peter's prayer is a paradox kind of prayer, really. He holds on to Jesus as he says, depart from me, I'm a single. And think of that. Holding on to Jesus at his knees. Depart from me. And he won't let go. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. But he won't let go of Jesus. Have you ever done that in your life? Lord, I feel like you should just let me go. And yet you're hanging on, don't let me go, is what you're saying with your body language. Jesus never dismisses the person, the church member, or the pastor, or the church leader who is hanging onto him at his knees when they fall at his knees. Jesus did not answer Peter's prayer. Jesus recognized Peter was on his knees, and that was the most important interaction here. Sometimes we pray prayers on our knees that don't need to be answered because we don't know what we're saying. Sometimes being on our knees is the answer we need, and Jesus knows that. Luke 5, 9, for Peter was astonished. And all that were with him at the catch of the fish what they had taken. I mean, impressed with the fish, but not how it happened as much so maybe. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee. See, now it's affecting the clan of fishermen who were partners with Simon, it says. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Raw terror went through him when he realized that that man who was sitting in that boat preaching and teaching had authority over the universe. He was the second Adam. He could command the fish and they would do this. And he realized why would he be there so privileged to have the word of God come into his life? He was afraid. Friend, catching fish represented catching people. And that's the whole point here. People don't jump into the boat naturally. People don't jump onto the bank of the church easily. They don't come through the doors because we have them opened theoretically. For the church to grow, you have to go where the fish are. You have to open your life up to your friends and neighbors. You have to catch the fish with the word of God. The church itself must be a net that opens up to the community for the needs that exist there. 
Fishing is not easy work. I can confess to this, but it's fun and rewarding when you follow Jesus. Now, all of those who caught a fish the last two fishing trips we had, was it fun to catch a fish? Come on, raise your hand. Confess it honestly. Okay, now don't be hard on them. It's fun catching a fish. I confess that. But Jesus' kind of fishing is the best kind of fish in the whole world. It's not a slimy little thing. It's a precious human being. A soul. It's like throwing dynamite in the sea. Dunamis, word of God, power, and the fish come out to be saved. The word of Jesus is the explosive power that catches those who are lost. Luke 5.11, when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I like that. They left everything and followed him. To be a fisher of men and women, you must be willing to leave everything to follow Jesus. You can't have idols that take the place of the call of the gospel in your life. You may have a very successful job, but that's not your calling. Your calling is to win people to the Lord. It's to affect your circle of influence for Jesus Christ. It's to make a difference for the salvation of men and women. That's why God puts you on this planet. Your needs are actually met emotionally and psychologically when you're unselfishly serving others for the sake of Christ. Following Jesus is the reward, and following Jesus is a journey you never want to end because he's there fishing with you. Jesus is the king of the sea and the king in the fish kingdom. Jesus is the big fish. You remember when Peter caught all those fish on the Sea of Tiberias in the Gospel of John? They dragged them out. And it says when they got there, there was a fish in the Greek and a piece of bread on the fire. And he fed them from that. It was a big fish. Because that fish on the fire represented Jesus Christ, the big fish, who went to the altar for us. That one piece of bread on the fire represented the bread of life who went to the altar for us. And so we are little fish, he's the big fish in a fish kingdom. In the book of Revelation, at the end of time, the Bible points to a day when we will no longer be able to catch a single fish. There will come a time when the gospel net will not catch a single fish from the sea of secular peoples. We are moving toward an era of unbelief that will usher into the end of the world. That time is described in Revelation 16.3. The second angel poured his bowl into the sea, representing the sea of peoples. And it became like blood of a dead man, and every living thing died that was in the sea. It's a metaphor for the loss of spiritual connectivity at the time of the end. Isaiah 27, 1 says, the dragon lives in the sea. Revelation 12, 17, Revelation 13, 1, depending on translation, the dragon stands on the sand of the sea. He likes the sea. It's his dark domain. In Revelation 13, 1, the antichrist beast power comes out of the sea. He's produced by a sea of nations as a world kingdom order. Isaiah 57, 21, the wicked are like the sea. They have no peace, says my God. They stir up muck all the time. Revelation 17, 15 says the waters represent many peoples, nations, tongues. And these aren't good peoples because they're under the power of end-time Babylon. Just like the Sea of Tiberias represented the Roman world that needed Jesus, the sea in the book of Revelation represents the secular world that needs Jesus Christ at the time of the end. Friend, there will come a day when all the fish in the secular sea will die. So you better go fishing now. You better reach out to them now. There'll come a day where there'll be a famine for hearing the word of God and it won't matter anymore because human probation will come to an end and then the end will come. We have a day of opportunity. Dear heart, we're approaching that day rapidly. I believe Jesus is coming. Can you feel it? (laughs) The world is crazy. Don't think that people of religion are any less crazy. People of religion can oppress for religious reasons. 
Secular people have oppressed. We've seen that in recent years. So we have nothing to stand on that is firm but the word of God in our lives. God's word is treated as rubbish by the so-called great thinkers of our world today. The creation story is called a myth and a lie. And the theory of evolution has replaced special creations, the religion of the modern world. The God delusion becomes a bestseller instead of a book about faith in God. It's not just the fish in the sea who are rejecting God's word today. Not just the secular folk out there. The fish in the church are doing the same thing. There are fish in the church who reject creation for evolution, the gospel for legalism, and truth for error. Now God gave one mighty bulwark in his Ten Commandment law so there would never be an evolutionist. So that people would remember that in six days the Lord made heaven, earth, the sea, and the fountains of water. And that is the fourth commandment of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the sign and seal of the everlasting covenant. We will continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. So please stay tuned. If you would like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that at the close of our broadcast today. You can also attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend a live service in streaming format on that website. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. Moses calls it the creation covenant that is a sign that God is the God of Yahweh, the covenant-keeping God who is merciful and just, who is the creator of the universe and the world. So we live in a day of unbelief. Jesus is coming very soon. I think it's no accident Jesus died on the cross. It was Friday. You remember that? It was good Friday for us, bad Friday for him. As his hands reached out, to hug the world on the cross. He went back to the Sabbath of Genesis 2.1 and he said, it is finished. And he got it done. The one who made us, saved us. And when the sun set, it was the best Sabbath in the history of the world because we were home again with God. So much in the law of God and the gospel when they meet together in the right way. The lesson in the story is clear. Put out to sea. Obey the word of God instead of your own thinking in your life. Let your net down deep where the fish are. Reach out to the person who lives in the darkness near you, who would never hear of God were it not for you sharing the words of Christ with them. And when you're done, fall down at Jesus' knees. Don't go the narcissist road where you think you're something important. And worship the one who gave his power in the word to catch fish and to save people for the fish kingdom. And when you fish for others, you will discover that the joy is in the journey of leaving your nets to follow Jesus with his net to fill the fish kingdom. You have a purpose for living. You're a fisherman. You're a halos. You're a salt. You are the salt of the earth. And remember that the words of Jesus, that's the net that catches all the fish. Not you, not your talents, not your church, but his word. That's what brings fish to the fish kingdom. Now, this past week, a number of our youth and a few older youth went fishing. How many of you were part of that fishing trip last Sunday? Raise your hand high. Do not be ashamed. I was part of it. Okay. I led you. It was a hot day. Wasn't it a hot day? Sun was beating down on our heads. Now, I bought those Bass Pro hats so that everyone would not have the sun beating down on their heads. 
Not everybody wore those hats. I was tired because I stayed up all night getting all those rods ready, getting the fishing equipment, the food ready, and so on. I looked a little haggard going fishing with you, but you followed well. I commend you. But we arrived. It was quite a hike. We got to the fishing hole and a beautiful one at that. I remember everyone carefully balancing on the rocks as they walked across, you know, trying not to fall down into the water. I just walked right through the water. I learned long ago, don't try to balance on a rock where you can break your leg. Just walk through the water. When we got there, the fishing was kind of slow at first. A fish got caught here or there. Like I did with my boys years ago, I gave the group a little speech about Jesus being the second Adam and how he has dominion over all the animals. They were looking at me, what's he saying here? So I said, we have to pray if we want to catch fish, and we should pray for Jesus to make them bite the hook. It works better. It's the best fishing method I know. And as soon as we did that, the fish picked up dramatically, as I have found to be the case. So if you want to catch fish, what do you need to do? You better start praying, because Jesus is second Adam. These kids who have hardly caught any fish ever in their life suddenly landed sizable smallmouth bass that were nothing to be ashamed of for seasoned salts. We had a fisherman there. He said, that's a big bass. I said, yes, it is. That's a smallmouth bass that's quite noticeable. Someone asked me why I wasn't fishing. I said, it's not my job to be fishing. My wife has given me strict orders. You're to make sure everybody else fishes, Mike. It's my job to help other people fish. That's what a pastor does, you know. He's not the only one who fishes for fish. His job is to help you catch fish, to empower you to share your faith and to be a soul winner in your community, in your lifestyle with others. Every Christian is sick and weary in this world from the heat of life without Jesus and his word. Every person who enters the fish kingdom needs to get wet and to be baptized, to cool down, to be healed. Baptism is a time of healing. You cannot enter the fish kingdom unless you enter the water in obedience to Jesus Christ, dear heart. Every person who believes in Jesus as Savior and who is baptized in Jesus as Savior will be saved in the fish kingdom. Now there are people here who have made decisions for baptism. We need to get it done. How many of you need to be baptized? Raise your hand high if you're in that list. You want to be baptized. You had a couple of hands here? Okay. Why is it important? Because we enter God's kingdom through baptism. The one who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and is baptized, the Bible says, will be saved. So baptism is necessary. It's when I came to Christ, when I was baptized at the age of 15. And I'm grateful for that baptism. And maybe God has called on you to be a person who puts salt on the fish when they get to the land so they're nurtured and they're helped and they grow and they don't get thrown back into the sea. Every person who believes in Jesus as Savior and who is baptized in Jesus as Savior will be saved in the fish kingdom, period. So if you haven't been baptized in Jesus, sign up. Get it done as soon as you can. Get busy in the church catching fish. Turn your faith into action. Be baptized right away. We need more doers in the church who obey Christ and serve the church. Not pew warmers who do nothing and draw from the energy of the church. God calls every person to be participatory in this ministry of the church. You will find that going down to the water is the cure that makes you well, happy, healthy in the fish kingdom. Do you believe that Jesus is coming? He is coming. Our generation very likely will see Jesus come. We'll see the collapse of the present world order. We'll see oppressive religion join with oppressive secularism to persecute those who obey the word of God. 
And we have nothing to stand on at the time of the end, be it not the Bible and the Bible alone. You hear me? And with the power of this word, every demon must be expelled from the church. Every soul must be saved. Every life claimed. Every soul developed and sanctified to stand before the Lord in Jesus Christ without spot or wrinkle at his coming. That is why no compromise is possible in light of the word. We must be the flexible people of relationships, but inflexible with truth. That's what we must be. The kingdom catch, the fish kingdom, is what our grand enterprise is all about. Dear Heavenly Father, we are living at the time of the end. And we want to praise you in the right way. We want to be a humble people, not a virtue-signaling, proud people, arrogant, humble, joyful Christians, living the word obeying it, and sharing it. And Father, we know there are plenty of places out there where you can go and it meets your needs as you are carnally. But Lord, we want you to help us meet your needs as a moral, loving being so we honor you. Take every person here, Father, who's growing and knowing. Give them sanctification in their life to obey. The gospel of peace to put their sins behind them through the forgiveness of Christ. And the call and infilling of the Holy Spirit to live a life of soul winning service for you in the sea where they live, in the lake where they live, full of people. Give us a good summer and a glorious future. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that will conclude the Fish Kingdom. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. Remember, you can find these messages and many other things at reachingyourheart.com. We invite you to take a look here today. And thank you so much for listening. We would really love it if you would join us for our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., either online or in person. If you would like to join us in person, the address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. That's 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you are certainly welcome to join us online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.